welcome to the Stop Shooting All Over Yourself podcast, the podcast that I created to debunk a lot of myths about uh, what we need to do to be successful in business. And believe me, there are a lot of them. This podcast is being recorded live on the Direct to Success Business page on Facebook, and you are welcome to join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. to be a part of the conversation. Or if you'd like to join the conversation that we had about this particular um, uh, topic, you can jump to the business page now and dive right in. Um, so today we're going to be talking about um, being likable in business, right? This is something I've been thinking about for a very, very long time because for a while I believed it. I believed that I had to be likable uh, in business. And whenever I would write something, I would worry about like, so like, let's say I would write something and I know that a few people in my squad would be really into it. Let's say Dee Dee, Amy, Katie, Haley, right? You guys are into it. You're like, oh, I'm all into it, right? And I knew they'd be into it, but I'd forget that they even existed. And I'd only be thinking about the people who would hate me, right? Forget about Dee Dee, Haley, Colleen, any of them. They, Sophia, none of you guys even existed when I'm writing this post. When, I mean, you did exist, but in my head at that moment, I forgot that you existed. So in that moment, I'm writing the post and I'm trying to make it appealing to everyone, right? I'm like, well, what if the person, you know, isn't feeling bad, like isn't feeling overwhelmed, right? What if they're not feeling overwhelmed? But maybe, what if this person isn't having trouble with their sales? And I, I'll, be, I'll go back and like double, double the question myself. And then I forget, then I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, Vanessa. If the person isn't feeling overwhelmed, then they're not your market because that's what you help people with, right? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay, good, right? Um, if a person is not feeling the, like, if you're not feeling like I'm trying, I'm struggling to make sales, then that's not a problem that you have. So you don't need my help. Right. Um, if your mindset doesn't have an issue, then again, you don't need my help. Right. So why would I be writing a post to somebody that doesn't need my help? But for me, sometimes I forget. Right. So I'm just writing the post and I think, oh, I don't want to upset this person. I don't want to offend that person who might read it. And then I forget that the person who's reading it for whom it doesn't belong, like, cause it's just not what I help with. They're going to gloss right over it and move on. Either they'll be offended, they'll be annoyed, or they just won't even notice it or it won't get in their feet. But the problem is, is if you don't actually really think about that, like practically speaking, you don't really, whoa, Nelly, stop yourself and then go and like, um, look at like your, your belief system, then you can fall down that path forever and just never actually come out of it. Now, because I've been doing this for so long and practicing this for so long, I'm now at a stage where I can move myself from a place that's, you know, where I tell myself those things. And then I, um, and then I think to myself, Colleen, Sophia, Haley, Amy, they're not going anywhere. Like you aren't going, you're, you're my people, right? I'm your people. Like we're, we're a crew together, right? So I know you're not going anywhere and everyone else who is like you will find us as a community and they will join us. The people who don't find us, right? Or who find us and are like, ew, right? They, we don't want them. Ew. No, we don't want them because they're ewing us. I don't want to be ewed by anybody. If you're going to ew me, go somewhere else. Like go to a place where people don't ew, right? Do that. Um, so the problem of course comes with, if, here's how you sort of like manifest it. One is, is if you spend too much time wondering if you're interesting, right? Or what to say on social media, that's usually a sign. Like if you're sitting and you have a lot of trouble figuring out what to post, it's likely that what you're trying to do is uh, be likable, right? Be likable. Um, Jessica, uh, Jessica said it really well uh, during the podcast. One of the comments, she said that she said that there's a very big difference between being relatable and being likable. And that is absolutely true. Like you need to be relatable to your audience and you also do need to be likable to your audience, but you don't need to be relatable or likable to people that are not yours. Like, for example, I don't care that I'm unrelatable to Kim Kardashian. 
Like, I don't, she doesn't even know I exist, right? But I'm very unrelatable to her. She has no idea what my life is like. And if she met me, she'd be like, oh my God, you know the price of milk? That's crazy. Um, and that's okay. That's, I'm not her audience, right? And yet I still read about her on People Magazine. Um, a lot of times this also comes from a fear of, of um, being like actively rejected by trolls or people not engaging because they think you're too boring, right? So like, you're like, oh my God, I'm not interesting enough. So you worry about whether or not what you're sharing is interesting or will people engage with it because it's interesting. So you second guess what you're writing because you think that you're boring. Um, and often what that ends up looking like is you'll write a post and you'll rewrite it, then you'll write it again, or you'll sit and stare at the blank screen for like forever, write a sentence, delete the sentence, write two sentences, delete one of them. And it just, it ends up taking like three or four hours just to get a post out. You may actually quit writing that post within like a few minutes, maybe 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes. It, it'll depend really on how often you've been doing it, what your threshold is at that time, the other things you need to do. But you'll just get to a point where either you'll just throw something up there because you're just like, oh my God, I don't even care about this. And you'll just throw it up because you just need to get something out there and you don't want to deal with it anymore. Or uh, you just won't do it because you're just like, I can't figure this out and I'm tired of feeling like a failure. Um, I just, I'll come back to it later, right? Or, or you'll be like, oh my God, I don't want to do this now. I'm going to do this later. I'm going to go do something else. But in either case, it's not getting posted or something junky is getting posted because you're not actually paying attention to it. You're just saying, oh, I just need to get something up so that I can get it gone. And um, like, for example, and, and when I was early in my career, these are the sort of things that I want to actually give you some of these examples, right? So like for me, um, the things that really came, resonated for me in terms of like what I was afraid to talk about because these were really authentic parts of who I was, was one, like uh, we'll talk about heavy stuff and not heavy stuff too, right? So like on the heavy side, um, I want to make a post about the fact that I have anxiety or depression or fibro, but I don't want to be a downer, right? So I don't want all my posts to be like downers, right? Oh my God, I'm so upset I have no spoons. Oh my God, I'm so upset about this. You know, I don't want it to just be constantly talking about how miserable and anxious I am. So um, that is something where if I was to write about it, I would be afraid that I would bring everybody down, right? And I'm not anymore, but because I've learned how to talk about it, um, and I've learned that like there's a lot of you out there who are like me, and if I don't talk about it, you won't be able to find me. But at the time, I was just afraid that you guys would all think that I was a downer and leave me and be like, oh my god, she's so depressing. I don't want to hang out with her. Um, if I posted about video games, which I did, you know, a while, you know, I still do sometimes because I do a huge analogy with video games and and our businesses. Um, my thought was, oh my God, if you don't play video games, then it's not going to be relatable. And so you're going to leave me. Right. And when I say you're going to leave me, I don't actually know who it is that I'm talking about here. Right. Because we've already established that my, my core group of community members, so the same as your core group of community members, they're not leaving, right. They're going to stay. Um, so who is it that I'm actually worried about? I don't know. Right. That's one of the key things. It's like, I want you to ask yourself when you're like, oh my God, I'm so worried. People will think I'm boring. Well, who are these people? Right. Like really ask yourself the question, who are these people? Uh, which person is this exactly, right? And really challenge your dramatic statements because I make those dramatic statements too and make no mistake, they are dramatic statements um, of, oh my God, nobody likes me. Uh, I'm not interesting, that kind of thing. These are just wide sweeping statements that we often don't challenge because we just assume that they're true because we said them. Uh, just because you say something doesn't make it to be true, okay? Um, I'm a staunch, staunch supporter of LGBTQ rights um, and I believe that Black Lives Matter, right? I'm vaccinated. I'm from Pakistan, I'm biracial, and I grew up in a dictatorship, right, where I had guns pointed at my head like all of the time. Since like my whole formative years, I had guns pointed at my head and there were bombs, explosions. I was held hostage before I was, I mean, what was I, 14 when I was held hostage? I think it was 14 or 15, I can't remember. But I went through all of these things, right? But I don't always share about them and I definitely never shared about them before 
because I didn't want to be a downer or I didn't feel like I had the right to have a voice as a biracial person uh, because uh, I present completely white. Um, there's just like so many things inside of me that are really important as to who I am as a person that I'm working through, right? And some of them I'm working through alone in therapy and some of them well, with my therapist, with my husband and others I bring here because I figured out how they fit into my life and I want to share those insights with you, right? As a student of human behavior, right? Um, oh yeah, I was also a mentor at LuLaRoe, had a huge team. These are all heavy, heavy things, right? That like, oh my God, if I talk about them, like I'm just gonna bring everybody down or it's gonna be a really deep, heavy discussion. And I was worried that if I had deep, heavy discussions that again, you would leave me because it's not fun, right? And what happened instead when we actually started to do these kinds of things was I realized that I was opening up a space for you to talk about the same things that I struggle with. Um, and so, and that's really cool, right? I think that's really cool to have that kind of a space. And you can do that for your audience as well, but it's very hard to do if you're not open about talking about the things that you like, the things that you don't like. Now it's not, again, it's not all heavy shit. Let's talk about some stuff that I was, didn't want to post because I was worried that it would alienate you. That is not heavy, right? So um, I hate culottes. I hate culottes. I think they are ridiculous. I don't like the way they look. I don't think they're fashionable. I just don't like them. Now I know that there are people out there right now who will watch this or listen to this and you'll be like, oh my God, I love culottes. I have some in my closet right now. And I, and you feel beautiful. Don't feel judged because I don't like culottes. I don't have to like them, right? So it just means that you're not gonna take my advice when it comes to buying culottes. That doesn't mean that I don't know how to teach you how to run a business. It just means I don't like culottes and we disagree on that. If we agree on like 90% of the other things, what does it matter if I don't like culottes? Um, I love reality television, right? I know all about the Kardashians and about the Real Housewives with Beverly Hills and Orange County. Like I literally read about every single reality show that's on television. I don't watch any of them, but I read about all of them. Um, and I was like, well, will people think that I'm like, like frivolous or stupid or like that I like junky television or like whatever. And it bothered me, worried me how you, your, your opinion of me mattered. And I didn't want you to like look down. And these are all, by the way, underlying beliefs that I held before that had nothing to do with whether these things are good or bad. These were the thing, this was me judging myself and then doing you the disservice of saying that you were gonna judge me before I even gave you a chance, right? So I didn't even assume that you were gonna like have an open heart or a good part, good, you know, like I'm coming in with, you know, I'm coming in with the intention of, of openness. I was just like, you're gonna come in to hate me. And I was just done, you're gonna hate me because I was judging myself, right? Um, I hate dates, dates are disgusting and I love Dr. Pepper, even though today I have my iced tea, iced tea because my stomach's been a little bit raw, right? So these are the kinds of things like, and you may, and I'd love to hear in the comments, like drop them in the comments. What are some of the things that you're afraid to talk about because you are afraid of what people will think? Uh, maybe you collect dolls, right? And you're like, oh, people will think that's weird. The key here is this, weird is good. Weird is so good, weird is so good, okay? So let's talk a little bit about like the, pro the two problems that exist. Where did these come from, okay? The first problem is that we were raised to be likable as women. All right, I wanna, when I started to think about this particular podcast, the first thing that came to mind for me was a song from our youth. It was, um, what are little girls made of? What are little girls made of? Sugar and spice and all the things nice. That's what little girls are made of. There it is. What are little boys made of, right? And slugs and snails and puppy dogs tails and that's what little boys are made of, right? And the girls are made of sugar and spice and all the things nice. You've gotta be nice and likable and you gotta smile and you gotta look a certain way. We were expected to behave a certain way. And I wanna take you back to the 50s, right? Because this is where it all started. It didn't start in the 80s, it started in the 50s. 
because you were raised by people who were raised in the 50s and 60s. Some of you maybe a little bit before that, but in either case, they there was a very specific idea of what women were supposed to do, how they were supposed to show up, how are they supposed to behave. We talked about this in an earlier conversation, uh, earlier podcast, I think it was one of the first ones, so definitely go back and check that out, um, where we talked about don't tell mom the babysitter's dead, and we talked about working girl and, and, and where some of those ideas came from. But we were trying to be likable, and what are some of the things that we were told would make us unlikable, right? You're emotional, women are too emotional, right? Don't be emotional, otherwise people won't take you seriously, and it's not likable, and people don't, it's hysterical, don't do that, right? Um, we have been given the impression that we don't know what we're doing in business and that we are starting at a deficit because we're just built that way. We're women. It is what it is. Oh, well, sucks to be a woman. Um, those are the things that the kinds of, um, ideas and every single article that was written back in the day was always written from a position of, I am a woman, so I am coming from a deficit and this is how I'm going to prove myself, right? And part of that is being likable. You don't wanna be a bitch, right? You don't want people to be like, you're a bitch, right? And so you have to be nice about everything, right? And here's what it shows up as in your day-to-day -day life. So you're timid, you're shy, you're afraid of, getting your, of making your voice heard, especially in a, loud room, a, a large group of people, especially if there are a lot of men, because you're used to being dismissed. Um, even when we have something important to say, it manifests because when you were in corporate or when you have worked in places or been in places, you've given your ideas and then and they'll be poo-pooed all over and then two seconds later, some dude will give the idea over there and it's like, oh my God, this is brilliant. And it's not, this is not like, I mean, this is not a hating men situation. This is really just about understanding that a system has been designed in the world that we are just flowing into, right? And unless we recognize what the system is, we can't change it. And that system is what's holding us back from doing the things we need to do in social media. It's not that there's anything wrong with you, it's that you are operating within a system that you know nothing about because we've never looked at the system this way, right? And that's why I wanna draw, shine the light on it so we can start to recognize that some of these underlying beliefs and ideas that we have, they're categorically false, but they were programmed into us, right? It's almost like indoctrination of some kind. If you are put in, um, in, in, in an environment where someone is consistently telling you that this is true and there is no one out there to contradict you and they show you media where it's true, and you're, you're, you're consistently informed that way, then you are going to believe that that is the case and you're going to grow up and perpetuate those behaviors until you look at them and be like, oh, wait a minute, I don't wanna do this. And that's really what this is about. It's not about trying to change the things that you like about yourself. This is about changing the things that you don't like, the things that you don't want. Because I'm pretty sure you love your doll collection if you have one. But the thing that you're embarrassed about is what people are gonna think of you when you share about it, right? That's what you're afraid of. And the reason why you're afraid is because you've grown up being judged because that's just how it was. And it's even harder if you are a person of color because that just brings in a whole nother layer of rejection and a whole nother layer of systemic issues. So it's really important to recognize that like, even though we can't, we can't, you know, like we're all trying to change the system, but the system is a big place. We can change how we show up in the system and really kind of mold our business. That's why we started our own businesses, but we have to break out of that mold first. And the problem with the whole likable thing is that we think that being unlikable is a problem. We think that being unlikable is a bad thing. I got a message from somebody the other day. I used the, the F word in my emails. And he wrote back and he said, I can't believe how unprofessional you are. And I was just like, and I, and I was just like, you know, by then I was just like totally over the haters, but I saved it. I save all the screenshots of people telling me how much I suck because I, those aren't my people, you know, and they're predominantly men, by the way. I have so many messages from men telling me that my blue hair is unprofessional. Nobody's gonna take me seriously. No one's gonna hire me. 
um, that I'm that I'm that that, that I don't that I'm not that I, I don't know what I'm talking about because I'm a woman because I have blue hair because I have tattoos. I was I literally didn't even get a job once because I had tattoos. Right? This is the kind of judgment that we live in, and we think that being like unlikable is a problem. But we don't realize is that in order for you to be liked by anyone, you must be disliked by someone. You have to. You can't be liked by everyone. Right? So you have to be very strategic about your likability. So let me give you an example. Okay? So like a huge, huge, extreme example to help you illustrate. So like earlier, I said I'm a huge supporter of LGBTQ rights. It's very, very important to me. Um, so if you're homophobic or transphobic, I don't want you in my group. I don't want I don't want you in my community, right? Because that's just the thing. Now, for that's my thing, right? It doesn't have to apply to everyone else in the world. That's all them. And if somebody's going to come to my group and say, "Oh, uh, I am transphobic, but I love you," huh? What am I doing that's making you love me? Right? <laughs> I have to stop doing that thing, right? Um, and because for me, that's something that's important to me in my community is acceptance and no judgment, and you know that's very very important, right? Um, and no 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 hatefulness, right? That's very very important to me. Um, equality representation. Um, so what that means for me in my business, it means I'm going to lose a whole bunch of people, right? Who would have eventually figured this out about me anyway. This is who I am. You're going to figure it out. Like I can hide it from you if I wanted to, but eventually you're going to figure it out. And when you figure it out, you're going to feel like I lied to you, right? Oh my God, I had no idea. Right? So isn't it better for me to say it all up front? Um, isn't it better for you to say it all up front? I, um, and, and, and a more real life example for that many of us have been through right now, right? Uh, that is, I guess the LGBTQ thing is a real life example for a lot of people. Let me rephrase that. A relatable example for someone who is not in the LGBTQ community or this is not a relevant aspect for you. Let me, I wanted to rephrase, um, is that um, uh, when I got married to my husband, right? Something, some, something very specific to me, uh, not this husband, my first husband, Jeff. Uh, I didn't want children, but he did. And I, I lied to myself because I really didn't want to lose him that I would be able one day to like be like yeah I want kids and I married him and with it became very evident that we should not be together within the first year like it was a terrible it was an unhappy marriage uh, my mom obviously was dying during the time so that helped exacerbate it but it just wasn't a happy marriage in general um, and we ended up getting divorced uh, with it less than a year after we got married um, and that came specifically from um, me recognizing that eventually we are all going to figure out who we really are. He was going to figure out that I didn't want kids. I figured out that I didn't want kids. And I'm like, I, you want kids? I don't want kids. Like, this is a fundamental disagreement, right? There were a lot of other issues, but that was a big one. Um, so it goes back to, um, to my beliefs. I didn't want to be alone. I didn't want to be rejected. And so I said the things that I thought I needed to say to myself and to everybody else. I wasn't lying to myself. I wasn't lying to him knowing that I was lying. I was lying to myself too, right? Now, what, it really, what you're really doing when you're hiding behind this wall that you've created, this persona, is one, you have to keep that persona up, which is very, very hard, very challenging, and it's going to make you hate your business. The second thing that it does is that um, it um, makes you feel like you have to lie or convince someone that they need to like you. Think about that. Think about how bad it is for your self-esteem if you feel like you have to beg people to like you or pretend to be someone else, right? And all of that comes from a space of us feeling like being unlikable is a bad thing. And it's absolutely not. Because I want you to think about a person in your community right now, right? Any person in your community that you think is a perfect match for you. Perfect match, right? There's a lot of you are on, the, on this live right now. You're in the squad. You are the people who are my perfect match, right? Now, that person is never leaving you, right? They, she loves you for who you say you are, for the things that you're showing. It doesn't matter. She knows you. She knows you and she's not going anywhere, right? 
So whatever you say, it's all right, it's okay, it's good, right? You could say, I hate ice cream, and she'll understand. I'll think you're weird, but she'll understand, right? Um, every post that you write is gonna be to that person. Every single post you write is gonna be to that person, right? Uh, you're not writing to the haters, you're not writing to the trolls, you're not writing to people who don't have your problem, you're not writing to anyone random in the world, you're just writing to that person and other people who look like that person demographically, right, in terms of likes and dislikes, right? Eventually, that one person will become two, two will become three. So a 10, 15, 30, 100, 500, and it just starts to grow. But you have to figure out who that perfect person is or you can't find more of them. Now that perfect person you already have, that's your target audience. We talked about it in our last episode um, about, uh, about your target audience. But the key lessons that I want you to sort of take out of this are, one, if no one hates you, then no one can love you. That is just the way it is. There's, there's a yin to every yang. And you're trying to cheat the system by trying to be likable to everyone and you can't. You will fail at it 100% of the time and you will feel like a failure 100% of the time and that's why you feel that way. The very thing that you think is keeping you from being successful, right, is, sorry, the very thing that you think is gonna make you successful is the thing that is actually hurting you. So stop doing that, be unlikable. Be likable to the people who are yours, be unlikable to the people who are not yours. You are talking to the person who will never leave you. So it doesn't matter what you say, if someone leaves you, then they weren't your person, right? That's fine, that's okay. They will find someone else that is the right person for them, all right? So here's what I want you to do for homework, okay? Here's what I want you to do for homework. For homework, I want you to remind yourself, whenever you hear that voice coming of, oh, does somebody, will they like it, will they not? I want you to remember that you were only talking to that one person and that one person is not going anywhere. And if you continue to talk to that one person, that one person will multiply like triples. They're literally going to just double, triple, quadruple, 100, and then before you know it, you'll be overrun and you'll be like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. But you first have to be okay with who you are. Lean into your weirdness and share those kinds of posts. I have interviewed thousands of business owners over the years, and one of the biggest challenges that most of them face is the fear of being rejected or disliked online. The fact of the matter is that you are going to be rejected and you're going to be disliked online 100% of the time. I can guarantee that that is going to happen at some point. Now, it's not going to happen 100% of the time. I can just guarantee that 100% it will happen. I am rejected all the time, it's often by people I don't even know, and sometimes very, very vocally by people that I they want me to know that they don't want to be around me, and that's fine. Um, but we learned today that if no one rejects you, then no one can embrace you either. Now, if you have questions about this or you need additional direction, feel free to message me on the business page uh, at manessa.conicky. Um, in the meantime, keep this in mind. Um, and if you're looking for more support to figure out who those people are who do like you, uh, check out the episode on target audience called Everyone Isn't Your Customer Because Everyone Wears Clothes, where we talk about how to identify your perfect customer. If you want to watch the podcast recording live, join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern on the Direct to Success business page and join the Q&A after. You can also join the conversation for this episode uh, on the page right now as well, but it is archived. If you like this podcast, please leave us a review and let other business owners know how it helped you. Our mission is to help as many women as we can feel joy and confidence in their business again. And your referrals help us to get the message out. Your friends and colleagues will thank you later. I promise.